Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply ¿Qué pasa, cabrones? Welcome to the Churros E-Tacticas Podcast. I know I promised you a new mic, but guess what? What you're getting is live in the wrecks from the car, from the studios, Barça Studios, heading home. And I'm here, all right? You got me. You got me, Kian. You got me. Uh, are you fleeing fact, arrest? I'm, 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 the cops I'm, chasing like, you? The cops are chasing me. The police... They own my heels. They got Barto. They got my Ferrer. They got Grau. They're, they're chasing me in the highway, baby. I'm trying to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. I've got 3% left on this batter, on the phone. Uh, but coming, with, coming to you because, you know, we can't let our fans down. Can't let our loyal listeners down. So I'm here. All right. Ready to discuss whatever it is that you want. Barca Sevilla. Or, you know, just another day in the Barca offices where police raid, you know, the, the offices and arrests are made. So, hey, just another day. Just another day in the Barca offices. You have no idea how much pride I take in our unprofessionalism in general. Where we're like, <laughs> listeners are like so eager to hear what we're saying on the back of like these this a huge day of rests. And you're at 3% bad rolling off churros in the car driving away. And uh, that's why I guess people listen to this because uh, who needs more seriousness in their lives, right? We just need to make light of these situations. Um, well, right. look, I uh, somebody, I think people on Twitter were expecting me to do the intro because of what happened. I would like to push back. You guys beat Sevilla very comfortably at the Camp Nou on the weekend. And also, um, Great guy. isn't this just, I mean, I don't know. I really, I'm not entirely sure about what you can or cannot say about it, but I would just assume that Barca fans actually are happy about the situation of seeing these arrests. I feel like they feel vindicated. Like, thank God, this guy, there's some closure on this ridiculous chapter. And how, how, how can we actually? I, I still can't believe, really, how, how badly. Like, how can somebody hire a team of social media people and robots to go against their own players? Mind-boggling. 
unbelievable. Well, yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, for the benefit of you know of the doubt, or or I guess you know, in in in, in fairness' sake, uh, innocent till proven guilty. I think that's nah. something that you know we as uh, professionals, of course, should abide by and stand by. Disagree. He's guilty. Don't care. I don't care how how clean the evidence comes. There's no evidence. He's done. He's. I don't like. I don't like it. I, 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 I think there's. It's very obvious, like what happened here. There's a. So I, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I would like to throw this at you because I know you've had a long day. You're actually in the Barca studio, so in a weird way, even though you're far more connected than I am, Diego, I may be a little bit more up to date with the news because I'm not in the studio all day. I'm just kind of at home farting yes. around. So, um, there was. I actually saw this earlier in January, so you may have seen this, but there was also some link to um, to uh, uh, the other presidential candidate, not uh, John Laporta, but um, Tony Freysha. Yeah, right. So there was this. We actually, I actually retweeted this from the Churros account today, where Gerard Romero, who is uh, a journalist working for yes. RAC, he put out a poll. Rack, sorry, uh, he put out a poll. Um, who do fans um, prefer between Freysha and Laporta and Font? And Laporta was winning by a landslide, and yeah. there was um, nine thousand votes, and there was two hours left in the poll. Laporta had eighty-eight percent of the votes. Then, with thirty-six minutes left, that number of votes skyrocketed to thirty-two thousand. Freysha closed the lead to twenty uh, to seventy-two percent, twenty-one percent. Then with one minute left, there was 48,000 votes. Freysha was up to 44%. Then with the poll ending and 54,000 votes, Freysha was up to 49% and won the poll. Um, which clearly, what? Yeah, which clearly indicates that all of a sudden Freysha was like, all right, get, assemble a team. We need to win this yeah, poll. Right. Send out a bunch of emails or do whatever robots do. And all of a sudden he won the poll with like tens of thousands of votes in the last minute. So... It's just Amazing. that kind of stuff is. Um... Anyways, my point here was that Freysha is somehow involved in this as well, according to this. Amazing. And uh, Amazing. I just think it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I didn't know that. I, I you know, obviously Tony Freysha is. Um, they call him the uh, el continuista, right? The the uh, I don't know how to say that in English. The 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 content the continuation. The, the successor, the presidential, the successor. Yeah, I mean, it's the, he's the he's the successor. He's the continuation of uh, Rosé and and Bartomeu and their project. Right. Uh, obviously, they were he was a member on the board there for them, and um, really, in all fairness, as as or I say, all fairness. I don't know why I'm saying that, but he's tried his uh, best to distance himself as much as possible from his previous work, but. Um, he clearly still has ties, uh, you know, within not just I would say within the club or the directors that uh, that that have now left or since four months ago, four or five months ago. But uh, the fact that you're bringing this to light, uh, yeah, clearly shows to me that he still has um, links with uh, some of that the, the previous, you know, what would you call it, the previous uh, 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 processes or, or, or manners and way in, in which business was conducted which is um you know more than 
uh, or, or, or yeah, more than uh, or less than uh, desirable if you really want to turn a page and allow Barca to have a, a fresh start um, to going back to the club that was uh, once uh, admired uh, throughout the world, Kian. Better times, better times, my friend. And, uh, you know, I know that I cannot go on record officially with uh, who I will be voting for uh, come Sunday. But uh, I think we all know. I think there's a, you know, the, I think we all know, and there's a clear indication of where my preferences lie, and, and you know, who I uh, will certainly not be voting for. Um, this is Laporta's just gotta love this. He's like, I think he's on cloud nine right now. He is like watching this unfold. He also had quote today, which I'm sure you would have loved. Where can I read it for you just in case you haven't heard it or just Please. for the sake of our listeners? And I actually want to get your honest opinion about it. He said, uh, during my tenure, 59 titles were won, including two Champions League titles, four league titles, a Club World Cup, a treble, and a sextuple. We caused the resignation of Mr. Florentino Perez when we saw that his team had become his team had become our mascot. Did you see that quote? <laughs> I did not see Okay, that. so this is... I actually... Uh, I actually delegated uh, this somebody on our team to write an article about this on Managing Madrid because I wanted to see what comments would stir up a- out of this. I thought it would be a good piece to just generate some discussion on whether or not how directly related would John Laporta be to Florentino resigning just for fun. But um, obviously it's all politics. But what, how, I want I want to know your honest opinion about that quote. Um, Florentino resigned in 2003, I think it was. Or no, sorry, 2006. Mm-hmm. I have to go back, and now it's off the top of my head. Um, Barca had just won back-to-back league titles. Um, Ronaldinho was the next big superstar. How directly related was Barcelona? Forget Laporta. Was Barcelona's success to Florentino, Florentino calling it quits, or was it more just did down to Madridistas putting pressure on him? Um, I mean, Barca's success, I think, was self-earned uh, and hard-earned for that matter. I'm, I'm surprised the, the relationship that he's trying to uh, strike here with uh, the resigning of Florentino Perez. I like it. We need some powerful. tension in the Classico. Bring it on. Bring it on, baby. Well, I mean, look, they're buddies, first of all. There's not going to be any animosity uh, between those two guys. Um by buddies, I don't mean like get, you know they hang out on weekends, but they're they they're not a, churros a buddies. Friendly, cordial relationship. Yeah, it's it's not it's not the Gaspar Florentino era where you know Gaspar being the the, the absolute Barça hooligan that he's that always is. He, he even had a hard time to you know shake Florentino's uh, hand in, in 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 front of the press, uh, doing his best always to show uh, you know his animosity towards uh, the other side. Uh, whereas Laporta kind of, you know, welcomes uh, him with open arms and smiles and hugs and lunches and, uh, you know, cigars and whiskeys and whatnot. Um, you know, it's a, it's a completely different approach. And, and, and look, I mean, it's it's the truth. Uh, Barca most certainly had the upper hand over Real Madrid throughout his uh, tenure, right? Uh, throughout his mandate. And um uh, yeah. Look, the, the resignation of, 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 of Florentino. I think you're, if any, you are a better person to, to, you know, weigh in on this than me. I, I don't know if uh, if it had much. I mean, it, yeah, it, it 
for me, you know, Barca's success was was self-earned, and uh, usually, and that's why I guess the times nowadays are so weird because both clubs are um, in a bad state. You know, one certainly I think is worse than the other, but uh, usually, historically, whenever one club would be doing well, it meant that the other club would be doing extremely bad um it was uh, the yin and yang if you will uh and 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 you know the balance would be always tipping uh towards one heavily towards one side whereas the other one would be um out to uh fend for themselves and swim on their own um so you know uh, look uh, it's it's it was inevitable uh, i think at that time the the, the fact that Florentino had to leave it was because you know we were beating Madrid to a pulp, uh, winning everything and then some. So, um, you know, but what is your take, I think? That, I think find that more interesting. I mean, my take is that <clears throat> he's saying everything that Kules want to hear. I, like, if you if you look at... I actually had the chance to read the Kules comments <laughs> about this quote, and they were all like... They all were just having orgasms over it. Like, as if, like... Um, yeah, like they were just so excited about everything he was saying. Like he just knows everything he needs to say. He's a politician; he knows what to say. Like mm-hmm. he, yes. he gets the people riled yes. up. He gets people excited. That weird, messy thing he did that I didn't really get, but um, all of the stuff from the, the billboard in Madrid, the, everything yeah. is just. They just want. I think from a Barcelona fan standpoint, one, it's you get the nostalgia of everything they did, which, by the way, I don't think they can replicate, but. Um, he rightfully brings that into the discussion as as a selling point, and the, as he should. But what, what what do you take issue with? Well, what he said, I'm I, I'm I'm missing the controversy. I think. No, I think I don't think, I don't know if there's anything controversial, but just that what he's saying is that he's saying like we provoked Florentino's resignation. I don't think right. Barcelona being as good as they were is what provoked it. I just think at that time, it was Florentino's own undoing of a b- bunch of bad decisions he made and a bunch of pressure for the fans and Florentino Dimission chants and all that stuff. And I think Florentino also realizing, look, this Galactico project, ultimately, it came up short. Like, we made the wrong decisions. Ran its course. Yeah, we, we it yeah. ran its course. We sold the wrong players. We bought the right players. We took it too far. And we just lost all stability and now the Galacticos who were winning titles earlier are too old and we just can't replenish them and that's it that was it and then and I think there was, it was all his un, own undoing I don't think it was Barcelona's success and necessarily had to do with it although of course uh, it, it does I, no it does look it does I, of course as you, as you know Barcelona's success will certainly um, embellish Real Madrid's failure even more so I guess it is connected exactly. to, to a certain degree um you, how much juice you got left? I don't know, man. Just keep going. Just keep going. Right. Uh, I don't want to look because the, the, I don't want to turn on the screen. Not to eat more battery. <laughs> that, that, the plan is when Diego runs out of juice that I'm just going to take over and talk about uh, my notes from La Liga <laughs> this weekend. Um, but what did you think was, was pressing that you want to discuss from whether it's the arrest today or, or, or something else or Barca Sevilla? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I cannot uh, say all of my bits about uh, the things that went down today. Um, we'll leave that for the Friday podcast. But um, if, if, you know, we want to discuss it, that is. But, 
you know, I'm I'm just looking forward to turn the page, man. And and uh, to be really honest, if uh, turning the page starts with what we saw on uh, Saturday, was it Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, Saturday. Uh, then 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 you know, I'm pretty excited for it. You know, I think on Saturday we saw a Barca that was uh, very much, uh, at least to my liking, it was a Barca that uh, it was look, it was a Barca, but also above all uh, a Kuman masterclass it uh, he came out of nowhere and really surprised me with uh, his approach to the game i thought after having uh, lost in the, the copa and still having to beat one of the la liga bigs or european bigs for that matter and we were going to see a completely different uh, uh, tactical game plan and uh, he stunned me man he stunned me and for all the right reasons we saw initiative being taken by barca we saw them you know, possess the ball, caress the ball, hone the ball, own the ball, and uh, just purposeful possessions, good passing, um, to, you know, to, to the point where, like you said itself, but like you said yourself, we, we saw a completely unrecognizable Sevilla, but to me that was more credit to Barca than, than Dimeir or to Lopetegui, um, because I, I, I felt like they were, you know, just, just, they, they, they were almost caught off guard. I don't know if it was, uh, the, you know, Lopetegui knows, knew that what the formation, the tactical formation as well that Kuman was going to come out with. But uh, he seemed stunned, basically. They seemed uh, quite bewildered. The fact that, you know, they, they didn't have much possession of the ball. They didn't really know what to do. Um, your boy Papu was, was chasing uh, quite desperately, trying to make uh, something happen, but they couldn't. And um, it, it, you know, even with Pedri going out, going off injured, uh, I was holding my heart because I was fearing that Kuman, with the um, uh, substitution of Elias, was actually going to revert back to a more, yeah, conservative and, and defensive game plan. And I tweeted that out as well, actually, from the Churros account. And I quickly had to rectify myself because, again, to surprise, he had actually in you know, as a forward up top. And um, uh, he was very much involved offensively, you know, playing as, as a winger at times and um, uh, quite freely roaming around uh, amongst the top, the, 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 the attackers, as opposed to, you know, I thought he was going to maybe adopt a double pivot formation, you know, two lines of four, uh, defensive, giving the ball up. And it was quite the opposite, man. So... I hope that Kuman um, and the players, but particular Kuman, took something, uh, took a lesson out of this, um, seeing that 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 he for himself saw that you know, what these players can give. You got to play to the player's strength, Kian. You know, we talk about it time and time again. Kuman does as well in the press conferences, and obviously, I'm nobody to teach uh, the great Ronald Kuman uh, any footballing lessons. Quite the opposite, but I do think that sometimes. He maybe underestimates the talent of the team, or or, or maybe their strengths as well. Because um, when you got these guys, you know, playing football uh, from a def defensive perspective, and 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 you see it, you know, when they don't have the ball, um, the output that you get from them, the rendimiento, right? Their their efficiency, their effectiveness is uh, is very different. And um, it's uh, it's subpar, quite frankly. Whereas w when these players have the ball, and they come out with um, the game plan that that he did against Sevilla, it's it's just night and day. And I'm, I'm not saying that we're gonna win every single match this way. 
obviously not. But what I am saying is I think you're going to get just much better out of your players and much more of, of a style of play in a football that is more recognizable to us, uh, yeah, diehard, say, traditional culés. Yeah, I mean, I think there's room for, for giving Barca credit while also just recognizing that Sevilla were really disappointing as well. Like, it kind of, like, to me, it was a little bit hand-in-hand, hand, but not to discredit Barca, but not to also say that it's all on just Sevilla not showing up. I just think they were really disappointing, and Barca were really good. And I think it's interesting because in this game, what I was maybe most impressed with Barcelona was was their defense. I, you know, mm. this this 3-1... Three, one, four, two, uh, two yeah. whatever it was. I mean, I don't even know if that math yeah. adds up, but it was. We had the back, uh, and then he <laughs> had the he had basically Busquets dropping deep as he generally does, and and then Destin Alba stretching the field. So kind of like three, one, four, two, I guess, with Messi and Dembele up top, and I and I think, mm-hmm. um, just defensively it worked as well. And I mean Sevilla, yeah. like you mentioned, Papa Gomez. He he was one of the many players in this game who just didn't know how to find an opening in the past. Like there was no, there were no passing no. lanes, um, and and Barca just basically picked off everything. They they were so good at closing space in this game and forced Sevilla backwards, and they basically limited Sevilla to nothing. Um, they they shut them down completely. And I, you know, obviously I think it's too late to stumble into like a finally a good defensive shape because PSG that game is toast. Like it's you're not you're not recovering that scoreline. So it's a little bit too late for that. But I think if you had played this way against PSG and avoided that high line, suicidal high line, um, you could have gone to the second leg with a much, much more easier scoreline to digest, right? But um, but credit to him to finally finally seeing that this game. And obviously having PK back with Minguez on Longley, it worked. I mean, Longley was, wasn't too bad in this game. I don't, I don't think he was tested much, but um, he was pretty good. So... Yeah, yeah I, 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 mean, I was impressed defensively from Barcelona in this game. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll sign on to what you're saying, but I'll but I'll add on to that is uh, impressed defensively, yes, because Barcelona was playing defense with the ball. Um, you know, we were seeing Barca with much more ball possession that we are that we've been used to, and and that's how I like to see this team defend, right? Owning the ball. Um, Long possessions, uh, basically tiring the, the the and frustrating the our opponents, and uh, and that's what that's what we saw against Sevilla. I mean, it's given me hope that we can, you know, potentially turn the score around in the cup um, on Wednesday. And again, call me call me a fool, call me an oblivious, uh, delusional optimist. But uh, I'll tell you what, in two weeks' time in Paris, if it's 2-0 at halftime, if, if, if 2-0 for Barca, that is, I'm going to be, you know, at the edge of my seat. Now, forget the edge of my seat. I'm going to be standing, facing through the room, up and down, uh, frantically and nervously, with the hope and excitement that we can, you know, potentially put two more goals in and, uh, and turn this thing around. I've seen it happen once. Obviously, the team... Uh, was in, in, in a completely different state, different players, different coach, different times, yes. But uh, I saw the uh, unbelievable happen once, the unthinkable happen once. And, um, hey, man, like I said, 2-0 at halftime, I'm going to be a believer, I'll tell you that. If we if we play the way that we played against Sevilla, uh, and, again, if we continue to play this way moving forward, I'm... Um, 
I'm going to be optimistic, man. I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to be hopeful. Optimistic maybe is too big of a word, but I'm going to be hopeful. So call me crazy, but I actually think... I actually think there's a case that Barcelona should be a little bit more cautious in the second leg, even though they're down 4-1. Because I don't see them outscoring PSG if they try to do what they did in the first leg. And if and look, you can outscore PSG, but you can't outscore them by more than 4-1 um, playing that way. I But I think if you go something like this where you control the ball like you did against Sevilla, but you also have coverage at the back line, um, mm-hmm. plus... You know, you just baby step it essentially. Instead of going for it all at once, you know, you get one goal, one nil. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one nil after thirty minutes. Maybe you sneak in another goal at halftime. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. that conservative approach pays off more than it would if you were going gung ho and you it was two two or something stupid like that, right? Um, so baby stepping it is not a bad approach. I think despite being four one, uh, I think Barcelona should seriously consider doing something like that because I think if you're just going a high line, going toe to toe, and you're just going to be re- reliant on playing catch with Mbappe and Neymar, who is going to be back, I think, because he was in training. Um, I think well, it's is, just he? Gonna... is he? I saw that he was back in training. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but oh, um, yeah, you have to ask the PSG people. <clears throat> um, oh, this is this is pretty good. Maybe <clears throat> I don't, that 3% is like Leonidas in 300, like just carrying carrying your phone right it's now. It's amazing. Fine, I'll have, I'll have a quick peek. No, no, don't do it. Uh, just don't mess with it. It's good. All right, all right, I'll yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Look, baby, st- I, I get what you're saying, man. But and I'm not saying like, you know, Barca needs to go hail mary, gung ho style, like as if it's the 94th minute, and you know we need to score two goals, Bayern Munich, uh, Manchester United, uh, Champions League final in the Camp Nou style. But uh, I do. <laughs> I do want some urgency, man. I, I, I do I, I don't want Barca to get you know, fall into a trap where they're playing it easy going, calm style and passing the ball around. Uh, that's if PSG, you know, is willing to give up the ball and they, they adopt some defensive approach. I don't know. Um, but but there has to be, you know, purposeful passing, moving into space, looking for those passes, those dagger passes, pinpoint passing uh, from Pedri, from Messi, from from Frankie and, and and company, but you know we're getting ahead of ourselves because we still have a Sevilla, Barça or Barça Sevilla rather in the Copa that that's 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 you know a, a mountain in and of itself to uh, to overcome. Um, by the but way, it sets it up nicely. I mean, the two nil sets it up nice, and we got to give yeah. credit. Barça hadn't been been the big team yet. They did so. They did so convincingly. And it just so happens to be our opponents in the cup, so you know it, it, it sets it up really nicely. It's a good, uh, it's a good kind of like moral victory here. Um, I, 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 I think it's going to be a fun one on Wednesday. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but today is the one-year anniversary of the last game at the Bernabeu, which was the Clasico. Um, oh. Popped up That's today right. on of it was. popped up today That's on Twitter, right. and I posted my screenshot of my last uh, mm. my last time sitting there, and it was I can't. It's and been Viva a year. La Liga. Yeah, in La Liga, it's been a year, man. No, Viva La Liga. Didn't I have you on for Viva oh. La Liga for that time? I maybe. I don't know that that Viva La Liga seems like years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> it all went downhill after oh, that. Um, uh, the did they still do it? Actually, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, yeah, they still yeah. do. It. Not the Thursday show though. My show, the Thursday show is uh, is ended. But they do. Uh, 
uh, I think Wednesday, Monday through Friday, except Wednesday, Thursday, something. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, Atleti... But look, man, like, let, let me hold on before you move on. Yeah. Because uh, that, there was a point I was I wanted to make that with all this said, you know, with all the, 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 the controversy off the pitch and the presidential elections coming up, and I, I just tied it in, you know, with what we saw the weekend they get with uh, over down in uh, Sevilla. I just hope that with the new president, you know, now we can really start getting back to some optimism, man. And 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 there's just been such a circus, so much surrounding uh, Barca that's been toxic and and just not good for club players, you know, teams uh, competing for for the club uh, employees, uh, <laughs> including, you know. That uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to turning the page. So I'm, I'm excited for the elections. Whoever will win, you know, I wish them the best of luck and uh, and let's make something beautiful happen again, baby. Let's let's make uh, those uh, the peoples in the la capital, the people over in the in the nation's capital, jealous of us once more. Um, <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I mean. Do, you, do you, I kind of wish like the timing of the whole Bartomeu thing from like a selfish Real Madrid fan standpoint? I wish that this uh, was happening while he was still president. I feel like it would just been more extra satisfying, extra chaotic, extra extra d- dramatic cool. if it was like while he was still the active president. This was happening. Um, it's not as fun this way, yeah. but it's still satisfying. All right, we finally lost Diego, and uh, I'm amazed that he. He lasted that long. That was incredible work by his iPhone. Really, really pulled through there in the clutch. So we actually got all the important talking points out of the way. So we're recording this uh, about two hours, minus two hours before the Real Madrid game on Monday night. So we haven't, we don't have any Real Madrid games to talk about. Uh, when And if you're interested in that, obviously just go over to the Managing Madrid podcast feed. It's free tonight. You can go and check that out for free if you're not a listener over there already. So we'll, we'll break that down over there. Um, let's see. Uh, we got all the Barca talking points out of the way. Just did want to mention quickly at some Atletico stuff. I did get a chance to catch up on it a little bit uh, because I didn't watch it live. I watched Roma-Milan instead, <clears throat> which was a big game in the Real Madrid world because we had Brahim Diaz versus Borja Mayoral. And um, that was a, a big win for Atletico and a nice bounce back for them, a nice bounce back for João Felix. And also... Villarreal continued to kind of just spiral. A little bit of bad luck in this game. I mean, Oblak had an incredible save. And um, and they started off okay, but they were also kind of shaky. And But I was impressed with Atletico overall. This was classic Atletico, and they, they played well. Um, the other big one, I think, from this week, apart from Barca, Sevilla, and Atletico Valencia, was that Getafe had an, a massive, massive win over Valencia, 3-0. And I thought that was... That was big for them. They needed just something to just kickstart some, uh, any kind of comeback for them so they don't keep spiraling. And and if you haven't already, go and watch Arambari's opening goal after 39 minutes. Just an unbelievable goal. One of the goals of the season. So, yeah, we don't have much there. We do have a, a couple questions that uh, are in the Patreon queue that I'm, I apologize we haven't taken yet. We're going to bring them forward to the Friday show. We have them uh, locked in. We're not going to miss them, so... If you want to get access to the Friday show, make sure you're Patreon. 
patron over at patreon.com slash Every Friday we record a show, we answer questions, and that's only for patrons. So we do have, again, we have a couple already in the queue. And if you want access to that, go to patreon.com slash And of course, go follow us at churros tacticas without the Y. And we will catch you guys on Friday. Thank you guys so much. And enjoy your week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.